0: Aldi ISD is moving in a new way forward, and we want to keep you in the loop. So during each episode of our podcast, we'll bring in new people, people like teachers, students, staff, even district leaders to talk about all the things happening in Aldi and ISD. So I guess it's official. We have a podcast.
1: Today's the day.
0: The first one. Um, The voice you hear on the other side, not me. Well, you don't even know me. I'm Shalia Reed, Chief Communications Officer for Aldean ISD, and I am joined by our guest of honor. We're going to kick off mm. our podcast series with our superintendent. Awesome, awesome, awesome. This is LaTanya Goffney. I'm the proud superintendent of Aldine
1: ISD and just happy to be here.
0: Yes, it's it's exciting to really be able to do um, this magic in a different way, mm-hmm. to tell the story. Um, I think when I was hired, one of the things you said is we need to find a way to tell our story. That's right. And so here we are telling the Aldine story. <laughs> With a podcast called All the Things Aldine. You know what's so funny, though, is the fact that
1: I've just gotten into podcasts during the <laughs> pandemic. Like, literally, I am subscribing to so many different podcasts. And for Aldine ISD to have our podcast, is up, it makes me proud. So Good. kudos to
0: the communications department. Very excited. Thank you. Okay. So let me tell you all a little bit about Dr. Latanya Coffney. Um, I'm going to do the officialness and read part of her bio. Dr. LaTanya M. Goffney serves as a superintendent of schools for Aldine ISD. Since taking the helm in July 2018, Dr. Goffney has dedicated herself to the more than 67,000 students, over 9,000 employees, as well as the entire Aldine community. I sound really official.
1: It does sound official and weird that you're reading it.
0: <laughs> she has increased student achievement in every district she served in by focusing on literacy, targeted professional development, and collaboration across the community, including developing business and school partnerships, parent engagement, and of course, communication. (laughs) Additionally, Dr. Goffney has been named Superintendent of the Year by the Texas Association of School Boards in 2017 and the Texas Association of School Administrators selected her to be the Texas nominee for the 2018 American Mm -hmm. Association of School Administrators National Superintendent of the Year Award. That is a mouthful. And it seems like so long ago. (laughs) It's weird to see you (laughs) hear you read that. Yes. She's a native of Cold Spring, Texas. She's going to continue. And a proud graduate of Sam Houston State University. Yes, Sam Houston
1: State University. Go Bearcats.
0: Where she earned her bachelor's degree in history, a master's in educational administration, and a doctorate in educational leadership. Before, Before joining Team Aldine, she served as superintendent of schools for both Cold Spring, Oakhurst, CISD, Mm -hmm. and Lufkin ISD. Mm -hmm. That is, we're we're in the room with royalty. (laughs) I I can imagine it's hard. It doesn't feel so royal right now, and (laughs) it's just so weird. It's
1: weird, but, you know, I love education, and I'm so thankful that my path led to Aldine ISD.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm glad it did, too. I'm glad we're able to do this, and we're able to do it together. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, you know, I can imagine it's hard to hear your bio being read, but I think it's a reminder for us all that sometimes you just got to, Get your flowers while you're here. <laughs> you
1: know, <laughs> it's been focused on doing the work. It's amazing. And again, um, when you have a good communications department, extra plug, you can pull those <laughs> words together. And it kind of sounds like I've accomplished something. And ultimately, that's what we all want to do. We want right. to make a difference in the world.
0: Yep. And so if we're going to talk about like what the podcast is for, it's so that you and other people have an opportunity to share a platform where we can just talk regular language. Mm-hmm. About what's happening in Aldine, I think there's so many things happening around us. So many things happening. Um, information coming to us. You can get it on any social mm-hmm. media network. You can watch the news. I mean, news is twenty four seven. And sometimes so much you miss, um, really the stories. And so the podcast will allow us to focus on all the things happening mm-hmm. in Aldine. And so uh, each episode will talk about something different. Um, we're talking about literacy. We're going to talk about uh, pre K. The importance of you know, early educa- early education mm-hmm. for little kids. We're going to talk about CTE. We'll talk about choices and opportunities, mm-hmm. the things that are important to you, the things that matter to the in the strategic plan, the things that really will impact our students. And so we'll talk about that. We'll bring other guests in. But today, you get <laughs> to talk about whatever you want. You get to celebrate. It's yours. No,
1: but, you know, it really is a celebration because just think about it. Um I had a mentor and he used to say that when people have good information, they can make good decisions. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that only involves leadership. But when we think about the fact that we're serving nearly 67,000 students coming from over 111 square miles, there are all kinds of great things that are happening. And as I was transitioning in and even in meetings that we've had uh, recently, parents don't know. They'll say, I didn't know. I was at a basketball game last night uh, or a couple of nights ago. And uh, there was a little girl and she is four. I'm like, Why aren't you in In pre-K? Why aren't you in school? (laughs) And she said, oh, I live in this vertical and so on and so forth. And so we get some information. But I thought people may not have time to read. Mm -hmm. They don't have time to follow every social media post or they may not even know. Uh, But I hope that while they're sitting for dinner or they're at their lunch break, that they can listen to this and learn something about what we're doing in all the United States. So thank you.
0: No, yeah. And we're, I mean, it's not just about here. It's national. Mm -hmm. People are all over the world can Mm -hmm. hear what's happening in Aldine, tell their friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's really what it's about. Mm -hmm. And which I love
1: because, you know, as we think about, I'm glad you're going to do some uh, one-on-literacy because that's one that as a great focus. It's one of our strategic priorities. Mm -hmm. But when we think about the state, when we think about the nation, when we think about, Black, brown, students of poverty and how we have not necessarily gotten it right. Uh, As we've embarked on this new journey, many have been interested in the work. And Mm we,
0: (laughs) how many people do you say no? (laughs) Actually, Okay, so really, I do have a list of questions (laughs) I need to ask you about. Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? Uh, But you're right. People Mm want to know. But externally, people want to know. Here's an opportunity for us to tell people right here. Absolutely. So before we get into all the things that mm-hmm. uh each episode I'll talk about three things that are on my mind. Um, on your mind, on okay. my mind. Uh, I th- <laughs> I th- listen, you know this. My show, my rules. <laughs> yeah, I, knew you, <laughs> I knew she was going to say. That. <laughs> so um, I get three three topics that you know just are on my mind. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, other people are thinking about them too. Um, and then it'll tie together with other things that are happening. And what we know is everything connects together. Mm-hmm. So um, it's unfortunate, uh, but this this. It doesn't seem right to do a podcast without pausing and really reflecting on the challenges of 2020 and how they have continued into Mm -hmm. 2021. Uh, I think someone posted on social media that, um, well, you know, we tried for 2021. Let's just count on 2022. (laughs) Uh, This has been a very interesting year. (laughs) We're only a few days in, you know, but um, I still.
1: I'm optimistic. It's it's not, <laughs> you know, you know two things about me. I mm-hmm. love New Year, um, January, and I love new school years, August, mm-hmm. because it gives you the chance to start over. I've always loved being an educator because I get to set two resolutions That's twice right. a year. Yeah, yeah. And so January <laughs> started and I was really excited about, um, I quit resolutions about eight or 10 years ago and I started doing the one word. Mm-hmm. And so my one word and I went back and forth and I was thinking about different words that I've used from discipline to purpose and all of those different things. Things and uh, commitment and execution and wait, so Wait, wait, wait.
0: Before you tell me your one word for <laughs> 2021, tell me what your one word was for 2020. Focus. Well, you did that. <laughs> Yeah, had no Listen, choice. I, they had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, but twenty twenty one. So if that worked in twenty twenty, was twenty twenty one? Well, you
1: know, it was it was hard because I, um, you know, I always think about several different areas. I think about uh, my health, mm-hmm. um, uh, not only just in general, but think about my financial health, mm-hmm. my professional health, mm-hmm. my personal health. That's good. Um, my uh, just different areas, spiritual health, and different things. And I said, so what's a one word that can help me in all of those areas? And so. Um, (laughs) I kind of took a plug from communications again because one of the things that kept coming back was we got to, we, and no pun intended, quit looking back and start looking forward. Mm -hmm. There's so many reasons why we can, um, you know, say 2020 wasn't fair, Mm -hmm. that there was so many things and so many uh, goals or different things we want to focus on, but they were, um, we had to pause because of the COVID crisis. But more so than anything, just choosing to take whatever lessons we learned in 2020 and just continue to move forward in yeah. every
0: single area. That's good. That's good. So, so
1: Did you do a one word?
0: <laughs> I did do a one word. My one word is own. So it's like my own lane. It's mine. Ownership. Mm-hmm. And I think if you go another level, it's also I need to own more things that will benefit the future. Mm-hmm. So um, there's no secret that there's a little, a little baby floating around. His name's Alden. Oh, well, he's, he's not a baby. He's anymore. not a
1: baby but we love it. Um, Alden.
0: And so I think it's important for us to plant seeds so that we own something mm. so that he can have something yes. uh later so mm. it's about you know the future uh but also owning like my own stuff like the things that I do wrong mm-hmm. the things that I do right the things that belong to me like mm. getting that right mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times we spend a lot of time doing stuff for other people mm-hmm. we don't really focus on ourselves mm-hmm. um so that makes sense, mm-hmm. good or bad uh the other thing that i'm thinking about is uh, accepting what is and Mm. so um i'm reminded of two words that someone told me a little while ago which is it is Mm -hmm. and just you know we want things to be different we it's kind of almost like you're forward but we want things to be Mm -hmm. different we want things to change we wish it was some way different but sometimes you just gotta pause and just say it is listen uh, and stand right there (laughs) it's
1: my it goes a little <laughs> bit. It is what it is. It's yes. like I literally someone bought me a side a few years ago because it is what it is. It is, you know, it's it just is. It is. <laughs> That's so, good.
0: Um, unfortunately, um, it is. We're living in a, a time where there's a lot going on. Uh, even the presidential election, the changing of the 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 head of the United mm-hmm. States, uh, has come with some challenges and. It just is. It Mm just is. I I didn't sleep. I didn't. It's just been on my mind, Mm -hmm. you know, to watch in awe of like, this is really happening. Mm -hmm. We're living in a world of COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, vaccines are what they are. Scares. (laughs) Masks are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Hand sanitizer is abundant or not abundant. Toilet papers running, out. All these things, and then I still don't know where toilet <laughs> paper goes into play. But okay, <laughs> well, it's missing. <laughs> it's missing. <laughs> um, and then you know the changing of the guard mm-hmm. comes with challenges, mm-hmm. and and then to watch how it unfolds. Mm-hmm. I think to see other leaders come out and speak on it. I think the summarize, they all just said. This is going to go down in history, Mm -hmm. but we have to move forward Mm -hmm. (laughs) using your word. Exactly. And
1: it goes to show um, the irony of 2018. It was like my mantra coming into Aldine is the fact that leadership matters. Mm -hmm. And it does. And we've seen that. And it surely, certainly matters during a crisis. It does. And then and it matters, um, as we saw or have seen this week, it matters during a transition. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think one of the things that has been top of mind for me is the fact that our children are watching. Mm And Mm -hmm. what are we, what are we going to do? And, you know, we are responsible for educating and having a sense of patriotism and pride. And, you know, we, uh, we're a democracy, you know, Mm -hmm. people people all around the world are watching uh, to see how we respond. And so uh, I think that creates an opportunity for us uh, to show up uh, in a a more focused way as educators and as leaders in education. And so um, certainly um, while we, we're we looking at what's happening in Washington, I'm wondering, I'm thinking, I'm hopefully planning and we'll have meetings later about what are we going to do right here in Aldine. That's good.
0: I think um, I'm glad you were able to say that children are watching. Mm-hmm. I think that's a reminder for everyone that there is someone who will be impacted by this, mm-hmm. you know, but the good news is that Young people are resilient. Mm -hmm, They are. They're also who we can count on. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to learn from this and they're going to act differently, Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it's good or bad. But as as teachers, as educators, as parents, we have an opportunity to help shape that. And so um, so that's my one thing. (laughs) I think we've kind of beat the new year. (laughs) It's only, you know, a few days in, Mm -hmm. but it's it's hard. But I think I'm going to use your word again. We have to move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, It's always forward. Always forward. And so, okay, that's my one thing. Number 2. Uh I don't know if you knew this, but the Grammys were were postponed. Uh we have a little argument in the office. I think they're canceled, but the official word is postponed. Did you know that? I did not know that. Um I must kind
1: of admit I'm not going to be able to help you with any kind of hip hop or music or whatever. <laughs> I don't, I, Remember the last time I watched the Grammys. Unfortunately.
0: Me either. <laughs> Me either. I can't tell you when the last time I watched the Grammys either. But I think it's a reminder that COVID is still oh, very much a sure. real thing. For sure. And they were postponed due to COVID. Right. And so um I, th- I think I say and so a lot. But anyway, so <laughs> do that's my word. That's my that's, your that's word. my mm-hmm. word. So I think that we need to remind people that COVID is still ever present. Really. And then, you know, when you think about
1: postponement though, there are a lot of things being postponed. You, the the rodeo is being postponed. The Houston Livestock yeah, Show. it was the last thing that I did. Remember mm-hmm. um, I do March remember six and, and then the next week was the rodeo and just trying to take our family's minds off of different things. We went and I, I was texting you and telling you nobody's here. <laughs> nobody's like, there. You're like, well you probably shouldn't be there either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it is a reminder that COVID's real. And I like that you have three W's. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you were used to tell people about what to do and then the three C's mm-hmm. on how we respond. So will you remind people about your <laughs> no, three W's? No, no. I think um,
1: the thing that gives me um, the one thing that during this whole challenging experience of, uh, you know, it was almost like transitioning to the district during this COVID crisis, looking, listening, and learning and talking to our teachers who were very concerned and as we transitioned students back, we wanted to make sure that our protocols were implemented and so, um, and all day and immediately, although, CDC and others said that, um, you know, certain groups may not have to wear a mask, but in Alden, we have mandatory masking. So you wear a mask. One W. (laughs) It's a W. Exactly. Wear your mask. And then, of course, uh, this is just good (laughs) anyway, but it's amazing. The difference is made during this COVID crisis to wash your hands, you know, (laughs) (laughs) wash your hands. Yes. But you know what? If I can just be completely honest, I think I wash my hands more now. I think. I've always. No one wants to talk about it because we want to pretend like we're so no, we wash our super hands hygienic. Off well. yes. I've always washed my hands like going to the restroom, but mm-hmm. like I'll walk by the restroom and say, "You know what? I did wash my hands. I need to grab germs." <laughs> good, it's but working. Exactly, exactly. And then of course, just watching your distance. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm one of those people. Um, I get energy from other people and talking to others, and so even walking into this building, I wanted to go. And hug or touch or have a conversation up close and personal just so, you know, I could hear from from people. But I've had to stop. As we were walking in, I told um, uh, Valonia, I said, you know, it's kind of odd because it's your natural reaction, but you have to watch your distance. You do.
0: You do. Um, I want to give a shout out to Hall. Really quick because when a Straight Straight never get that visit. That visit, I think it's a reminder that COVID is real and everyone's experiencing it oh, very gosh, differently. Yes. yes. And so uh just for background, if you walk into her building, Hall Academy, mm-hmm. they have a sign and you are able to put on a bracelet, a red bracelet, a yellow bracelet, mm-hmm. or a green bracelet. Mm-hmm. And that bracelet allows people to know how you're handling. COVID. So we have a team. Let me tell this story because I I think you're going to leave out some details. (laughs) But
1: we have this team uh, and we go uh, throughout the district and just go and visit classrooms, listening to teachers. And just at that moment, though, I think we were watching the transition back as we were phasing our students back in at Hall Success Mm -hmm. Academy. And Dr. Strahan greeted us. And of course, she showed us the bracelets. And would you believe (laughs) our team is so different? (laughs) Very different. I grabbed a green because I didn't mind. Like Mm -hmm. I thought it was I had my mask on. Um, I knew I'd wash my hands, check my temperature, and follow all the protocols that we established. Mm-hmm. But I didn't mind if people walked up and I had to do an a elbow or a fist or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. But then there were some with our group that was traveling around that day who wanted red. They were like, just stay away. That's me. <laughs> and, and yes, that was Shalia. She did <laughs> not. And then there were others who were more in the middle. Yeah, So.
0: Yeah. And so you, she's right. Our team is very different. And as we walk down the hall, she and another person who was green were, we're like, le- we're green, le- leading the pack. <laughs> hey, everybody, we're here. And then there's the middle people. They're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, they're talking to each other, but they're across the hall. And then there's the red people one by one in a single file line. Mm-hmm. We're separate. But I think it's a reminder for everyone to understand that everyone is handling COVID very differently. Not only handling it, but they're having a different experience. Different experience. Because in right.
1: March and April and May, I, I'm guilty. I didn't know anyone with COVID. You know, I had uh, social media followers or friends and family, but none of them had COVID. Mm -hmm. And now it's a totally different story. Mm -hmm. Practically everyone in my family has been exposed in some way. And it's just weird. Do you think you're
0: green still?
1: I'm still green because I believe that um, we, um, um, I've been wearing this bracelet that says uh, faith over fear. And so I feel like if we follow the the protocols and we're conscious um, that we have to, Learn how to to move forward. That's exactly right. Oh, good.
0: (laughs) So you brought it back around. You know, uh, I don't know. I think I'm yellow, not Mm -hmm. red anymore. Mm -hmm. And my sister-in-law pointed it out. She said, well, 2020 was so hard. What'd you you do? And I said, I think I realized COVID is something that's just going to be with us. Mm -hmm. It's like... um, a 20-pound weight that we Mm -hmm. just have to carry with us. So that means you have to make new accommodations, you have to slow down, Mm -hmm. you have to speed up, but you're carrying around something. It's not going to disappear. Oh, no, no. And on top of that, too, um, talking to uh, Valonia as we were headed
1: this way uh we, it'll never be the same never. like everyone who wants things to go back to normal it will never be the same never in our classrooms it'll never be the same it's not like we're gonna pack up the computers and said oh this was an experiment for 2020 and now we're gonna go this direction um I was actually talking to my husband we were like what things do you think are gonna land because when you think about 9-11 when it mm, happened mm-hmm. and the things that came out in response to it and now you think about uh, 2020, now 2021 with COVID, there are going to be things that 10 or 15 years from now, we're going to be explaining to Alden who's going to be laughing because he's going to, to fly somewhere, which uh, he will. He, <laughs> and he'll have his little mask on and he'll be like, Mama, why are we wearing these That's masks? That's exactly right.
0: Those, it, <laughs> he will not have a remembrance that this is what happened. You're exactly. Right. Um, and I'm glad you... I think we should stop here and talk about COVID and how it's impacted mm-hmm. uh, Alden. Mm-hmm. I know... Um, we're supposed to talk about some things later on, but I think it's important for us to really like pause. What are you what are you most proud of and in, in how the district has responded in relation to COVID? Um, I'm proud of our team. Uh, we have
1: <laughs> I keep saying a new team, but, you know, we're starting our third year and uh, your second year. But so we're always changing. changing. We're, yeah, exactly. Always changing, always evolving. But when this happened, you know, we had to pivot in March. It was. Uh, definitely the unknown. You mentioned mm-hmm. Sam Houston and all those degrees I got from there, but none of it prepared us for how to deal with a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so our team was able to respond in a way that we didn't go in an ivory tower and just make decisions. We didn't um, go from here to there or go see what this district was doing or doing what this state was doing. We truly focused on making the best decision for our Alden community. And I know they're tired of hearing it, but say it with me. We're going to go as fast as we can, <laughs> but as slow as we <laughs> But must. as slow as we must, and and we honored that it was mm-hmm. a guiding principle uh, in those uh, early, late spring, early summer. And we honored it. You know, mm-hmm. we were one of the last schools to transition uh, fully back into the the school system. But when we went on those uh, visits to see what was happening in the classrooms, it was just powerful. So yeah. our teachers responded because uh, the other one, you know, we wanted to prioritize safety, which we have with the three W's. Mm-hmm. And then we did not want to sacrifice learning because we right. recognize that when COVID is over, mm-hmm. our students still need choices and opportunities. They do. Yeah, and and it's not going to go away. And it's not going to go away. Uh, What about our teachers? Oh, (laughs) listen, um, when first day, I think we uh, transitioned our our youngest learners on every single campus. That's right. Mm -hmm. And remember, we went out to all these different classrooms and we saw uh, teachers with masks. It was our little pre-K students with masks and our first grade students with masks. And um, every classroom that we went to, all of the teachers were just thrilled to have number one a sense of normalcy even mm-hmm. though it wasn't normal but they were working fervently to just um, meet the expectations of the district and also uh, teach in this new normal
0: right I, I think uh, there's also the whole community has mm-hmm. really been able Absolutely. to respond I I think about way it seems so <laughs> long ago when we did a food drive In oh the last nutrition the building. oh wow I, I mean it's just Everybody has shown up in such a good way. Mm-hmm. It's a reminder that, you know, we are a community mm-hmm. and everyone is very much connected. Although people are living in different places, mm-hmm. you know, one side of the district, the other side of the district, but they're everyone is really pulled together. The students have shown up and they're mm-hmm. resilient. They've picked up laptops. Mm-hmm. They've, you know, picked right. up packets. They, right. They've done what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. They've also come back to school mm-hmm. Um some need to come back a little more, but, you know, they've come <laughs> back to school and they've they've responded. You know, we don't know what they're doing with that home.
1: Oh, and I can. Um, yeah, it 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 has. That's been um, perhaps one of the uh, things we've been most proud because I oh, can think about and reflect. And a year from now, I think we'll be having a podcast with students who tell you. During COVID, they had to go get a job. That's right. And went to school, did their lessons at night. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad in our district, we do have that choice. Our students can learn at home or learn at school. And many, because their their family circumstances changed, they've wanted to do things to help out. I've mm-hmm. heard those stories. Um, in addition, I've heard stories of, of our families and how our family and community engagement office, we were, you know, there were so many things that were rolling out pre-COVID to, as a part of our strategic priorities. But, man, they've been totally beneficial as we've been addressing COVID and family community engagement, Dr. Escalante and social emotional learning department with Dr. Moore. I mean, they have done a fantastic job of meeting the needs of of a different time.
0: Mm -hmm. That's good. Okay. So I'm going to close COVID up. So that would be number two. The (laughs) Grammys are still postponed. (laughs) COVID is still very much real. Number three. The focus is HBCUs, mm-hmm. and so that's a special place for me. I'm a proud graduate of Prairie View A&M University. <laughs> and um, many people are also kind of really highlighting HBCUs right now because I think uh, the vice president-elect, yes. uh, Kamala Harris, is a graduate of Howard University, which mm-hmm. is in D.C., a historically black college. But uh, a lot another thing is that Mackenzie Scott gave a huge donation uh, to a lot of organizations, but about uh, 20 or so HBCUs, mm-hmm. with her largest gift being to the Prairie View Andam University, $50 million. And then there's a lot of graduates who are really rising to the occasion, and people are saying, oh, they went to HBCUs, They they went to HBCUs. And so I just really want to focus there and tell people that um, there's choices and opportunities That's for it. students. Mm-hmm. And many times we think about colleges that we know, that are prestigious and, you know, have a lot of resources, uh, the Harvards of the world, the Yales, the, um, the Ivies, mm-hmm. uh, the, the low, the big athletic teams, you know, um, the LSUs. Many people don't think about HBCUs producing some of the nation's strongest leaders or mm-hmm. business owners. And When in fact, you know, they have, they've produced me, they've <laughs> produced people like, uh, Oprah, mm-hmm. you know, they've produced people who've really gone and make a difference. And so, you know, I think we just need to pause and remind students Mm -hmm. that there are schools and um, universities where they can go and find people that look like them. I'm talking about HBCUs, but there's also minority serving institutions that, you know, have um, a large Hispanic population and Mm -hmm. students can go and find themselves there. I know you didn't attend an HBCU. I did not,
1: but you know, I wish I had, if for no other reason than to understand, um, you know, there's a, uh, with everything that's happened this year, perhaps what, um I wouldn't say this my my brother-in-law he graduated from Prairie View and you people are just so <laughs> we are very proud people <laughs> y'all so proud but um with Dr. Ruth Simmons you know mm-hmm. since day one we kind of um I think she came maybe a few months before me mm-hmm. b- back to the Houston area mm-hmm. and then I was named here and uh, I just have been following her and been in her presence and when you feel like now, that's royalty. She's royalty. And just been watching how she's been able to lead in a different way at Prairie View. And mm-hmm. Prairie View was a good institution even when you were there. But that's seeing right. how she's been able to make it even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her leadership has, has mattered and it's definitely made a difference. And that's evident in the fact that there are uh, donors who are giving gifts. But then just seeing how she responded in a crisis, mm-hmm. you know, after the brutal murder of George Floyd and how mm-hmm. she came out with the letter that was so impactful. It mm-hmm. wasn't just about making a statement, but it exactly wasn't. what she was going to do. And the fact that we see now that she's doing several different things in order to address some of the racial inequities. But it caused me to pause for a moment because I was raised in East Texas from a predominantly uh, white area. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know history. I, I was At A student. I graduated number eight in my class. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went on to Sam Houston. I was on the dean's list. Mm -hmm. I'm a history major Mm -hmm. and did not know uh, a lot about black history. And Mm so uh, in the wake of George Floyd, not only did we talk about what we're going to do in the district, but what I was going to do personally. Oh, that's good. And personally, just reading more books. (laughs) You know, we started out white fragility and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're doing work with our black student outcomes and different things of that nature. But Thinking about me, me personally. And so one of the books I also read was Cast. And just looking at um, some of the things that historically we don't know why we are where we are. But I said all that to say and to not go around your question is I wish I had gone to the HBCU because I think I would understand a little bit more of my history. And one of the things that I've also learned is from talking to my brother-in-law and even from you is you know, Prairie View is just one of the examples because it's right here in the Houston area. Mm -hmm. But it's welcoming of all. That's right. But it's unapologetic about making sure that you graduate and knowing your history. Yeah,
0: you know, one of the things that I think I will always take away from um, Prairie View, and I'll I'll be fair to say that I grew up in a very, um, there were a few people who looked like me when I grew up. I think I was one of 12 in a class of 800. and And I remember going to, Prairie View. It was not my first choice. I wanted to go to a different school. I wanted to go to Hampton, another HBCU, but a different place. But my father um, encouraged me to go. And and when I walked on the campus and I remember meeting someone and she said, yeah, my great-grandmother went here. Mm. And I thought, what? (laughs) You know, your great-grandmother went here. And then I met someone else and, you know, she said that her great-great-grandmother was a nurse. And I was thinking, you know, Many times you think you're the first Mm -hmm. or you're still hearing about people being the first. And I remember saying, no, this has been here. Mm -hmm. You know, people have been successful and and they've been able to, you know, impact their family. They've been able to, you know, they have history. And like you said, sometimes you just don't know. Mm -hmm. And so I I do uh, appreciate that Prairie View is a place that is for all. But I also can't forget that it was created. Mm -hmm. Uh, as a place of separation, and I think that as long as you remember mm-hmm. that, you can, you know, move forward. <laughs> move forward. So, a special shout out to HBCUs, yes. and um, I have to circle back to students because we are uh, dean Independent School District, always serving students. And so, I hope that as students are considering where they're going to go next, mm-hmm. that there is they know that there's a choice and an opportunity in an HBCU, no matter their race, no matter their, you know, what they want to major in, they can look to a Prairie View or a TSU Mm -hmm. or even a Stillman or a Howard Mm -hmm. and maybe find um, a university that's going to fit them. My daughter graduates in
1: 2022. I hope she's listening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Jocelyn, (laughs) I know some people if if you want to think about it. So, okay, those are my three things. New Year commentary the Grammys being postponed and a shout out to HBCUs. Let's talk about all things Alding ISD. <laughs> just a few things. I'm just going to ask you a few questions and then we'll wrap it up. So I know you got a busy day. Mm-hmm. The first one, uh, my question is, what are you most proud of in Alden? Mm. You know, um, I'm proud of several things. I'm proud of the fact that
1: um, our school board, um, you know, it was uh, broke historical tradition and took a chance on, um, uh, gave me the opportunity to be able to do the work that I love for the students that I love with the teachers that I love. And so very proud of that. And I'm proud of how uh, we're moving forward as a team. I'm also very proud of the leaders of our district. I'm proud of, uh, in every department, whether it's operations or instructional. And, um, so I'm proud of our students who under some very adverse circumstances have been able to be resilient. So I could list several things uh, that I am proud of, but perhaps the thing that I'm most proud of is, um, you know, my grandmother used to say that your word is your bond. And Mm -hmm. so as we were coming in and looking, listening, and learning, and I'm sure you remember that tour (laughs) of just listening to people's hopes, dreams, and aspirations for their children when when we were talking to parents and people's hopes, dreams, and aspirations for our community when we were talking to business leaders and uh, thinking about teachers who wanted opportunities to think about and do things differently in a more innovative way. And as we launched our strategic plan with our five strategic priorities, one of the things that was important for us is that it not become a document that, you know, you communications people, y'all can do some shiny stuff. <laughs> and, you know, you could have it put on the wall, but it wasn't making a difference and improving some mm-hmm. outcomes. Um, and so I'm proud of the fact that we went, we gone through the process of doing the work and involving people as we prepare to Uh, improve our district and now we're living it out loud. Like literally you can go to look at anything that we're doing in our district and And you can can find a place for it. find a place in our strategic plan. And so I think that uh, that's what I'm most proud. Uh, I'm proud of the progress. You know, you talk about forward. Our our new way forward is our strategic plan but we've moved forward. Mm -hmm. You can, I said (laughs) didn't get to have a real convocation but I've always said that uh, we're not responsible for how students come to us, but we're responsible for how they leave us. That's good. And I do feel like uh, that's applicable to everyone. I mean, you and your department, principals on their campuses, not responsible for who shows up. It, it, may, it may be a far fetch, but we are responsible for the value that we add in the positions that we're blessed to serve. And so there is evidence of, of progress and moving forward.
0: forward. Mm-hmm. Again, <laughs> it's, it's like going to keep showing up. Uh-huh. It is. Okay, so that's what you're most proud of. What do you think, um, where do you think we can, can continue to work on? Where, where do you think we can continue to sharpen our iron? We have to destroy the visions that we see on television
1: and that many of us carry without knowing. Um, I don't want to just use fancy words, but some of the implicit bias that's evident in our everyday practices. Mm-hmm. Black, brown, and students of poverty, not only do they have a right to learn, they can learn. And we've got to see greatness and. Every student that we serve, the same mm-hmm. greatness that we see um, in our own children, we've got to make sure and bring that lens to the children in which that we, we serve, because that's one of the things that um, I think that, um, <laughs> is the elephant in the room. While I'm proud of a lot of things, there's still a little bit of evidence of, of low expectations, uh, low um, aspirations. And so. Um, this conversation is just coming after a conversation yesterday. So it's, it's kind of fresh. Mm-hmm. And what you're going to get with me is an authentic conversation. It is what it is. But um, the work is going to be done to destroy what people outside of Aldine and some people who are inside of Aldine believe is possible mm-hmm. for our children.
0: I think it's important that we um, own it. Mm-hmm. Mm. My word. I think it's important yeah. that we own our stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we all come with privilege. Mm-hmm. Some of our privilege bags are bigger than others, mm-hmm. um, but we all own it. And we have to remember that it comes with us in the room and
1: mm-hmm.
0: the way we lead, the way we serve, the way we teach. And I, I like that you said, but we have to have the same hopes and dreams for the students we serve that we have for the, the kids that live in our homes. And that same fervor, that same passion, That's excitement
1: right. that we have for a food drive. That we have for a clothes clothing drive, that we have for a toy drive. Yes, I'm proud that we <laughs> were able to mm-hmm. beat, uh, all, beat
0: spring. <laughs> we beat, beat spring, spring and climb. Klein
1: ISD with 16,000 toys, nearly or 13. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was it was by a landslide. But I want to beat them in reading scores math scores. I want to beat them and the number of students who are graduating and mm-hmm. going to the college of their choice. That's right. the Military. I want to beat everybody. I want to beat the the idea that um, there's a, a design place or there are limitations. And, you know, we want it to be limitless in the possibilities for our students who can achieve.
0: Yeah. I think we need to be excited about our mm-hmm. students. Not surprised. excited Excited because we've done the work. That's a great word. (laughs) Like not surprised, Mm -hmm. not amazed,
1: Mm -hmm. but, and it's not magic. No. And we are doing the work. And it's one thing that uh, I was with our literacy uh, people who are doing a fantastic job. Literally, uh, when you talk about proud, I know most people were saying, I can't believe she didn't talk about literacy because I am proud of that work. And, um, but that work wouldn't manifest if it wasn't for our strategic priorities and our leadership But the way our teachers are showing up even during the midst of COVID and um, implementing a new approach to literacy that we're already seeing seeing gains. But I want people to not be surprised because they're trusting the process that we're not just throwing everything against the wall and try to see, oh, does that stick? Does that stick? You know, like we're doing some experiment. We're not experimenting on our kids. We're using research based, evidence based approaches to improve student outcomes and demonstrating not only for Houston area. Not only for the state, but for the country that in Aldine ISD, all 111 square miles, there's excellence happening in every single classroom because our teachers believe in our kids. They believe in our mission and they're not going to be settled or, you know, just be comfortable with low expectations and the fact that they donated a toy to a toy drive.
0: Right. They're, they're really, mm-hmm. like you said, excited and they are excited with expectancy. Right. They know it's going to happen. I, I can appreciate that. That's an area we need to continue to work on. All right. So what you're proud of, where we need to sharpen our iron, um, what do you What do you want us to focus on right now? What do you want people to know Aldine is doing right now? We want to be the very best choice for the students who reside in our boundaries.
1: Mm-hmm. Every student. We, we don't want them searching outside of Aldine ISD for um, a, a good school. We want every school, every neighborhood school, every all 82 campuses and then if you include programs 83 campuses cuz we just made some announcements to be the best choice for every student. We want every student to, to attend a high quality school. And so uh as we are working to do that uh and taking the input from uh our parents and uh, our teachers um um I think that's what gets me excited that um our families can be uh comfortable can be assured that We're working fervently to make sure every school is a high-quality school.
0: So um, what keeps you up at night? (laughs) I don't—well,
1: you already know I don't sleep well (laughs) because one thing that I know for sure is uh, if it wasn't for an education, I wouldn't be able to live in the privilege that I live in. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we—in the midst of this COVID and different things, even when we were home all those different months, I was— can help but to reflect on the fact that everybody wasn't comfortable. They couldn't go to their refrigerators mm-hmm. and get all the food that they wanted to eat, or go to their their um, their different areas and be comfortable, have access to uh, Wi-Fi and uh, equipment and different things. Because I, I reflected on the fact that if I were a child, mm-hmm. and I think I may have shared this with you, I would have hated COVID mm-hmm. to be at home. A home with you know no indoor plumbing, a home with with a, a grandparents who were working hard but had third and fifth grade educations, and they couldn't have helped me to open a computer even if the school had given me one. Um, and so I think about um, our students who are struggling. I talked earlier about those who had to get jobs kind of help with their their parents. I don't want this COVID crisis to um, limit their choices and opportunities for their futures. And so I stay awake at night because not only are we dealing with the conditions, the limitations, mm-hmm. the, the areas of deficiency that existed pre COVID. That's right. But now they've been compounded, exasperated because of COVID, and how uh, we can't let it become an excuse for ex- low expectations or let us derail us from achieving our mission and our vision for Aldi States.
0: So um, you started the episode talking about your one word being forward, which is. Completely, I think, connected <laughs> to the strategic plan again. called um a, a new, new way, way forward. Mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to in twenty twenty one
1: you know um several things, but I guess the one thing I highlight is just um it's kind of funny. This whole time uh, as a, a leader in a position and, you know, being a superintendent for 13 years and leadership before then, you kind of lose who who are you? You get so focused on the work. And so I've been wondering, was I, am I an extrovert or am, am I an introvert? Definitely an extrovert. Well, I know now that I get my energy from people mm-hmm. because those months sitting on that at that table and looking out that window, it was t- tough for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have people. And then, you know, even doing convocation and not being around all those people mm-hmm. to give, you know, uh, th- for selfish reasons, but to, the energy of knowing, uh, being excited about the work. And so.
0: So you couldn't get energy from Zoom? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no and I, I think
1: everyone shares the fact that they're a little, you know, we're, we're, yeah, we're tired of Zoom, <laughs> but thank God for it. But I, but I'm definitely looking forward to traveling. Um, it's on my um bucket list and when i used to do resolutions i would put on i want to travel i want to travel i want to travel and see the world and now i just think it's even more important that we get out and see the world i've had an opportunity to watch the crown i want to go Ooh. i want to go to europe i want to go to london i want to go to italy so i have a, a desire to want to travel finally
0: and um do you have any special places on your list for this year or you're just you're just going to dream uh, this year, I just want to move forward. <laughs> I don't want to make any plans because,
1: uh, as, uh, That's right. <laughs> once you make uh, 2021 is, we're six days in, seven days in, and we just don't know what's possible yet. That's good. That's good. I'm I'm
0: glad you said that. On my list too is travel. I don't have any plans, <laughs> um, but you know, I like a beach, mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to pausing and just laying and watching the the waves come in and, you know coming in and getting rid of all the sand. Mm -hmm. So I I hope that we have something to look forward to. And then we can talk about stuff at the end and say, Mm -hmm. look, I did it. I went (laughs) and it was good. And I'm glad this is how 2021 ended. Mm -hmm. So, well, I appreciate you. I know, I know personally how busy you are. (laughs) Uh, I've seen your calendar, but I think that people will really appreciate that. We're starting the podcast with a conversation with you. We did talk about stuff about Aldine, but we also talked about stuff that's just about you. And I I think that that's, what's important to, uh, Leadership matters, and uh, having a having a superintendent or a leader who can share and be able to have a conversation about things that are challenging, things that are hard, things that they're excited about is is refreshing. Mm-hmm. So, hope hopefully people can <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, I do want to just give a plug that this month is Board appreciation School yes. Board Appreciation mm-hmm. Month and. Uh, the, our board members, uh, work hard.
1: They do. I'm, and, um, we're very fortunate to have a board that cares about kids, cares about the community, and of course, cares about our teachers. And so we're very blessed.
0: Yeah, we are. Uh, all seven of them. <laughs> uh, I don't have a check for them. They do their work <laughs> voluntarily, but they, uh, go above and beyond. So if you see a board member, thank them mm-hmm. and, um, remind them that they are appreciated. And we pretty much thank them and let them know that, uh, we appreciate them. And I want you to be, um, your department is
1: coming up with the video. That's so right. tune, That's in right. so tune in to our board meeting, meeting
0: mm-hmm. which is uh, next week. But we'll have a, a, lot, a lot of ways to celebrate them throughout the month. You'll see uh, posts about them. You may see pictures. You may see stories uh, telling you who our board members are who uh, serve in our community. So, again, happy school board month. Mm-hmm. And um, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. All the things. The Aldi ISD Podcast.